Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. We provide straightforward information by bringing excellent guests with real-world experience in all topics related to commercial real estate investing. And in today's episode, we are covering why should anyone invest in car washes, what are the pros and cons of this asset class, and what are some ways to add value in car washes. We are chatting with Whitney Elkins-Hutton. She is the Director of Investor Education at PassiveInvesting.com. Here we go. Whitney, thank you so much for joining us today. The first car wash person that I ever come across besides myself. So can't wait to hear all about your experiences. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me on the show. My name is Whitney Elkins Hutton. I'm the Director of Investor Education here at PassiveInvesting.com. We are a private equity firm based out of the Southeast. To invest in multifamily self-storage car washes, express car washes, which is what we're going to talk about here today in the hotels. As far as me, I didn't start off in private equities. I actually started off as an accidental landlord in 2002. I bought a house with a significant other. Relationship fell apart. Stuffed it full of roommates. Did a rehab on the house. YouTube didn't exist. So yeah. I had that. Depot one, two, three book. Fast forward 11 months later, I made 52 grand, hadn't been paying for any of my bills the entire time. That was like real estate. Amazing. My husband and I now have scaled up over 30 single family rentals, done a few million in living flips, as well as pure fix and flipping on properties. Started off in the multifamily space and then have been expanding ever since. Fantastic. That's so awesome. So let's dive into the the car wash asset class. Why should anyone get into that asset class? Well, let's be really specific. I mean, because we say car wash and that covers a whole lot of things. Let's kind of narrow down. You have a few different types. You have your coin operated car washes. Now, these days, they're not always coin operated, maybe credit card operated as well. Um, these are the ones where you drive into a single bay, you've got your, your brushes and your hoses, you pray your 10-year-old doesn't spray you with the hose while you're trying to wash the car, right? Then you've got the car washes that are attached to like a gas station or something like that. Again, like a single bay, but more automated. Then you have like smaller versions of those, you know, kind of in between between the single bay and then the larger express tunnels. What we invest in are those express tunnel car washes. So think tunnels with the link of 40, 60, 80, 100 feet long. We like taking these type of tunnels and layering on a heavy marketing strategy to them, converting them into a subscription model. You know, so now you have MMR type income because this is a business that has real estate attached to it. Uh, And then we like adding on additional streams of income. Maybe it's additional type of packages, polishing packages, backup packages, stuff like that into the subscription. Some of my favorites, I have a little puppy at home. You know, we were talking about her before the show. Pet washes, and that's another yeah. you know thing that you can add on. Where else can you go to get your car clean and the dog clean on yeah. this? <laughs> Those are the type of car washes that we're looking to invest in. When we ask why, well, because this is a very it's a stabilized business. We've been seeing this business expand very rapidly in the past 10 to 15 years. I think self-storage like 10 years ago, there's no consolidation in this business right now. So yeah. From a practical standpoint, it's ripe for optimization and consolidation, and which is what we're trying to do. We're acquiring about 150 to 200 units 
over the next two years, really solving that third-party management piece. That way we can either IPO uh, you know, the, our brand or exit to a REIT. Yeah, I agree that it's the next self-storage or it can be. Cap rates are pretty high compared to any other asset class, but uh, you really have to figure out how to manage it properly. Can we go into some of the pros and cons of the type of car washes that you have invested in so far? Definitely. Let's do it. As far as like a pro, I mean, we are are looking to buy properties from mom and pop owners that are already stabilized and performing. So this might be the type of owner that we're looking for. They've already maybe have one, two or three properties under management. However, they're because they are the operator, they haven't figured out really how to scale themselves out of the business. That scaling problem is what we are looking to solve. That also leads me to my next pro is because we are looking to build one of the only third-party management companies for car washes, we now get to take advantage of not only operational expenses, you know, sharing full-time employees between our, our different properties, keeping our labor expenses low. We can also keep all of our chemicals and supply expenses low because we can buy in bulk. We can also have a great solid training management program. Anybody that has run a business, that is one of the hardest things to scale is your people. So we can actually achieve that type of scaling. And then the ability to layer on a very strong brand and duplicate that model over several other properties is a benefit. Cons? Well, this is a different type of investment. I think people, the investors that get into the space, they're really straight-eyed. They look at the returns and they're like, this is amazing. I can make passively 10, 15% cash on cash, 20, 30% IRR on this type of investment. And it does come with this different types of risk. I mean, it has seasonality type risk. You have business competition, you have your inter-competition between competitors, and then you have intra-competition, which is between the assets you already currently own. So you actually have to be partnered with an operator that knows what they're doing as far as being able to acquire the right facilities that have the right metrics layer on this type of strong marketing brand. When we buy a car wash, you can't just pick a piece of land and build a car wash. It doesn't just work anywhere. You have to have eyeballs on the property. More importantly, you have to have that traffic count coming by. When I learned about the space, it's very similar to self-storage. You want the traffic count coming by, but it also needs to be able to turn in the correct direction and lead the correct direction. Mm -hmm. There's all these things that you have to take into account. And then whenever you get the traffic on the property, you now need to be able to manage the traffic on the property and get a correct flow to be able to service your customer. Because at the end of the day, it's your customer that's going to drive your business. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I think even more important in the car wash industry, the traffic count. So if someone were to start wanting to invest on their first and operate their first car wash, what are some things that they should be thinking about? And what are some ways that they can add value when they complete the purchase? So your value proposition is actually going to start at the beginning. Like if you're looking, not looking to do this passively, you know, with a seasoned operator, but do this on your own. One, Make sure that you're in a great metropolitan service area that has the demographics to be able to support a car wash. It doesn't have to be in a high-end luxury area to support a car wash. You just need yeah. to have a great population count, solid income in that area. You have to, it has to be growing. Jobs need to be coming in. This sounds a lot like the criteria for multifamily and self-storage, right? Yeah. So a lot of those similar metrics need to be coming into play. 
once you have purchased and closed on the property, and I would actually start this due diligence while you're under contract, take a look at the trailing 12. What is the current operator doing well? What are they not doing well? You should be able to determine your value add during that due diligence period, not after. A lot of things that we're seeing, especially in this, you know, picking up from mom and pops, their employee count is very high. Their employees are not trained. There's not a strong branding on the property. They haven't moved to a subscription model. Their subscription model hasn't added an immense amount of value to the customer. Partly because I think people are afraid of subscriptions. If I put somebody on a subscription, oh my gosh, what happens if they come in and wash their car every single day? Maybe. They won't. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I like that. But statistically, the average yeah. person that's on a subscription model comes in 1.8 times a month. Okay, at least this is on our metrics with our customers. They're just the chemicals and the water and the electricity that, that cost that you're spending during that car wash is about 80 cents a wash. Mm-hmm. Now you have labor, you have some other things that go into play here, but you're still at a very healthy, probably like 60, 65% margin when you take into account all your overhead. Look at what the operator, the current operator is doing and what they're not doing. It's kind of like adding value to multifamily or self-storage. Look for ways to increase your income. Look for ways to decrease your expenses. Can you renegotiate your vendor contracts to bring down some of your chemicals that you purchase? Can you optimize the tunnel speed so you're not spending as much in water and electricity? Can you add an express lane to the property to be able to add additional tier to your subscription model and move those people that pay a higher tier through faster? Can you add additional streams of income? Like I said, I'm a dog owner. I just, I'm fascinated. Why wouldn't anybody spend $200 to put in a metal tub and like a hose on their property (laughs) to like wash the pet? Yeah. (laughs) But anything to keep me from washing my dog inside my bathtub, I'll do it. (laughs) So those type of things, how, what other streams of income can I add to the property? Now, you also might find that you actually give away some things for free, like vacuuming or something like that. That way you can actually, again, create a value add for that customer. They're looking at two different competitors and they're like, well, they're going to vacuum my car included, or I can vacuum my car for free over here whenever I want. They might take that into account. How can you increase the income, decrease the expenses and add additional streams of income? No, I agree with all of that. And with regards to employees and management, what are some tips that you can share? Because it is very employee intensive. So you really need to be on top of your game uh, when making that leap of faith into car washes. Definitely. Again, that's where our our third-party management comes into play. That is the the reason why we are building that out. And that plays into our exit strategy. We are trying to roll up to re or exit IPO. We need to be able to solve that issue of third-party management for these larger institutional buyers. Now, that said, maybe you want to purchase your own car wash and run it yourself. I would think in mind as if you are building that internal third-party management company, even though it's just yours. Maybe you just have two or three or four or five sites. Put on that CEO hat and think of it from a strategical standpoint, not just having one site. This is something that I help coach people with. If they're buying just a single family property as a hobby versus thinking of it as a business owner and a strategy. There's a far side cartoon. I need to start bringing this on webinars. It came out in the 1980s. The subject of the cartoon was training the employee. And the one guy goes, why would I spend all that time training? They might leave. 
And the other guy, well, what if they stay? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that before. Training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Training and educating your employees, setting those ex- expectations up from the very beginning, not only sets you up for success as a business owner, but it sets the employee up for success to do what the work that you needed to do. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's an ongoing training. Okay. You know, you're constantly seeking improvement. I would touch base with the employees every quarter. Like, how can you improve? their training and efficiency, listen to them because if they're boots on the ground, they probably have some good feedback too. How can you share, if you have multiple locations, how can you now start sharing management across the locations? This type of business doesn't require a full-time management on the premise management. I would think scale as quickly as possible. And who can you hire initially that has the potential to become that manager and groom them over time? So those are a couple of things when you come to employees, making sure that you take that into account training. Also watch the seasonality of your business. You know, you go into the wintertime, some areas you may not need to be open as long. Cut your overhead as much as you can and maintain employee satisfaction at the same time. Just a couple of little things to think about. <laughs> it might seem overwhelming, but I think if you come at it as service mindset, if you're a business owner, you have two customers. You have your customer that's coming in the door and paying all the bills. And then you have your employee. Yeah. If you want a rock solid business, that employee is taking care of your customers. Guess what? You got to take care exactly. of her. Exactly. Wow. This is so helpful. Uh, is there anything else with regards to car washes that we haven't touched that you think is really important for our audience to know? I think a lot of people are questioning going into this recessionary environment and inflation what is going to happen to our car wash? Same thing with self-storage. Like what happens? Nobody needs to have a storage unit. Nobody needs to wash their car. What's going to happen to this industry? Actually, the data statistically from back from 2008, 9, 10, and 11, actually, and even 2020 shows the opposite behaviors that we would one would think would happen occur. Once the behavior of washing the car is established, people rarely get rid of it. Two, when we hit an inflationary environment or, you know, recessionary environment, we think initially inflation, you try to get the past year, you try to buy a new car, trade up your car. It's, it's hard. It's not happening. So you have to take better care of your current car. In a recessionary environment, you can't afford to do that. Potentially, somebody might not be able to afford to do that. Guess what? You take better care of the car that you already have. Once we have that behavior established, we actually see people actually utilize the car wash more. And if you think about it, it's not a huge expense to family and household budget. Sure, you can maybe cut $20, $25 a month, but if you need that to take better care of your car and extend the life, you might look elsewhere to actually trim two, three, four hundred, maybe a thousand dollars out of your budget. That makes a lot of sense. It's similar to nail polish sales that they actually go up during downtimes because people still want to feel good about themselves, and that's a nominal cost to them. So it sounds like car washes are also recession resistant. Is that fair to say? You know, that's what the data leads us to believe. Yes, that's what we're saying. And I didn't know that about nail polish. (laughs) I don't know already. It's a well-known fact. Thank you so much, Whitney. How can our listeners get in touch with you? 
Yeah, absolutely. You can reach out to me directly. Uh, my email is Whitney at PassiveInvesting.com or you can find me on a subpage of the PassiveInvesting.com website. It's called PassiveInvestingWithWhitney.com. On that website, I have a free ebook and a checklist and you also get access to my calendar if you'd like to hop on a phone call with me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Whitney. Awesome. Thank you. If you are learning from this podcast, make sure to write us a review on the podcast app. You just need to click on the podcast, scroll all the way down and click write review right below the star rating. That would be greatly appreciated. And I will see you next time.